Well, hey there. Welcome to episode 52, the season finale of Kazawap season one, baby. It's been an entire year, 52 episodes, 52 weeks of going at it when it comes to entertainment, video games, TV, and movies. My name is Isaiah. I am one of your hosts, and I am cooperatively hosting tonight with my cousin and my brother, Willie, also known as Arrow. And we use the word co-op because that's where we got the whole concept of kazo-op, right? Kazo, co-op, kazo-op. What does it look like to come together to take our minds, speak our thoughts on different pieces of entertainment? And tonight, we are going to take that theme of co-op and bring it into the world that really entered us in terms of like, what would it look like to have a podcast with one another? It's really the medium of video games. And we want to take some time tonight to go through co-op games that have made our lives, made our gaming careers. Um, And I'm really excited about this conversation. We've been cooking this one up for a while. We we had it planned for earlier in the season, but it didn't end up working out. And I think it's because it was just meant to be. It was meant to be the cherry on top to conclude. What about you, bro? You excited about this combo? I'm really excited about this conversation because I feel like co-op gaming has changed so much throughout the years from when I was a child. And it looks different now. So I'm excited to go through those differences to get into what co-op means to people because it means something different to everybody, right? When I say co-op, everyone's going to have a different game that pops up in their head or a different definition. And so just to start this conversation off in general for anybody who may not know what co-op is, here's the definition that we at Cuzzle-Op are going to be using for tonight's Getting Into Co-op episode. Tell them. A cooperative video game is a video game that allows players to work together as teammates, usually against one or more non-playable character opponents, aka PvE. Cooperative video games are often abbreviated as co-op. So co-op games can be entirely structured games for co-op or specific game modes in a video game so you're gonna hear things like that from us tonight right but like multiplayer shooters like team deathmatch and call of duty that's not co-op to us right when we look at pvp player versus player that's gonna usually be a disqualifier if if if, if a game has a mode where that pvp changes and it's pve player versus everyone everything everybody that is that is what we're diving into. And there are so many ways that that PvE comes to play. But we will have a few very small player versus player acknowledgements because of a specific feature that is mostly found in co-op. So you'll hear some of that as, as we get along the way. But essentially, if you listen to tonight's episode, you might be hearing games that you could go play with your cousin or your brother or your sister or your mom, or your dad, or your grandma, or your friends, whoever. Game together. Gaming is not just a solo experience. Some would argue that it's more fun together. So, I'm excited for this conversation. Like I.B. said, Kuzo-Op wouldn't exist without Co-Op, in both name and in general. Earliest memories of video games is Co-Op with IV. So, I'm excited for this one, truly. That's a fact, bro. I mean, some of my I used to, I always tell people this when it comes to my childhood and the places where I had to grow up fast as the oldest kid with the deck that was was dealt to me. My childhood has always I've always said it's it was kept alive by by Arrow, by Willie. The fact that he he was younger than me by four or five years that range. And everything he was rocking with, I felt like, oh, let me dive up in there and let me rock with that too because it's not just a point of connection for us. It's also almost like an escape from the realities of whatever, you know? And I think that's the same with these co-op games. I put you on, you help me up. It's lit, bro. So here we are, cooperatively in this joint. You know what I mean? So I'm excited for real. Let's let's jump into that then. Do you have a format on how you want to kind of attack this? Because there's just so many co-op games, bro. So many. Well, here's what I want to look at. I want to look at the games that you would typically go sit down on a couch, 
play with whoever's in the room with you, whether the game goes split screen or all four characters are on the screen at the same time. Let's talk about some of those games. And I feel like the biggest genre of co-op games start for family-based gaming, for couch co-op gaming over at Nintendo with Mario. Facts. Mario is one of, if not the most popular family couch co-op game of all time. It don't matter which one you bring to the table, bro. Your moms, your grandma, your grandfather, your your mom's uncle, they're going to know how to play a Mario game. And that goes even further to Mario Kart, to Mario Party. Mario might be the king of co-op. That's crazy. That's crazy, you know, because... I agree. I agree. If we look back all the way to Nintendo 64, you go back to the beginning, you know, Super Nintendo, NES type timing, you know, and those games have always gone crazy. Super Mario 3D World. A lot of what we're getting these days are remakes built on this original idea. Um, and, and even then, there was no co-op in the first version of Super Mario Bros. It was just if you play with two players, one person will go until they die. And then when they die the Luigi version of player two would jump in and they would continue and figure it out. And I think when they switched to a cooperative approach, two people on the screen at the same time, it changed gaming forever, hands down. So you can't talk co-op without talking Mario and putting some respect on Nintendo's name. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, man. So just getting into Mario, bro, it's not hard. You can jump in whenever, wherever you want to. You don't need to go back and play the overly pixelated version of these games. You could hop into the newest game that dropped in 2023. Just sit down. If you got a Nintendo Switch, go buy it. Go pull up with your family. I played some with IB's uh, little brother and, and my, my siblings while we were at the crib over Christmas break. And it was fun. It was a fun time. I got a Switch, but I'm still not paying the money that Switch games cost. I just think it's crazy. but. It is crazy. If you if if you want to, Mario is there. It's always a fun time. I, I've never not had fun on a Mario game. Yeah, and in light of you saying that, I think it's just worth saying that Super Mario Wonder that came out last year in 2023, fire, fire. In terms of the mechanics of what make a Mario game Mario, it's all there, like you said, very easy to pick up and play in a party sense. But what's special about that one is they put a lot of money into the art design of the game. It's beautiful. The game is just beautiful. Um... Let's talk about those Lego games. Come on. The Lego games, bro. This is before before the last maybe five to seven years, the only way you could get cooperative on these games is if you were sitting on the same couch with the person in couch co-op. The online was not even accessible, bro. It used to be there and then they removed it. And I think the removal, I think it was with Pirates of the Caribbean, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember... I remember I was trying to run Pirates of the Caribbean on some co-op timing with online, and I, I remember not having that option. But what's crazy about it is Lego games are best when you're playing next to somebody, and you get to sit there and have the screen split, and you're exploring with one another, and they just play off that co-op magic. The Star Wars saga, always going to be iconic, 100%, no doubts. But even the Marvel superhero joins fire if you're a fan of the comics and seeing these characters come out the wazoo swinging around as spider-man when they did batman lego batman 2 was crazy oh my goodness lego batman went stupid it was like arkham level quality and we were like why is this so fire fire bro just love the experience of again having fun with the homies sitting on the couch enjoying a good game lego continues to take off shout out fortnite you know another couch co-op game that I kind of think of, you know, back to Nintendo, bro, is is some of them Wii Sports. Facts. Wii Sports, that was co-op. You sit there and you bowl with your friends, play baseball, you got two remotes, just dances. Those are co-op games. Competitive co-op for sure. They're they're all fun. That's the that's the thing. They're just fun. You and your people in your house having a good time. And so if you got a Nintendo and that's the only aspect of gaming that you got and you got a household, you know, some kids laying around, everybody could just go hop on and, and have a great time. I was during Christmas, 
you know, you was there. They hooked up that that Just Dance. It was dancing in the living room, driving everybody crazy with the music. Bro, Just Dance has gotten so crazy that you don't even need a controller anymore. You can use your phone as your controller. They're so smart. They're so smart that they said, okay, there's going to be rooms of people at family functions that might have 20 people that all want to dance at the same time. Let's make a controller out of the phone. You download the app. Now you're all cooperatively enjoying that experience. And then it's, I like, I like, I think it was Borderlands that uh, created this, that coined this term, but coopetition, fire, cooperatively working together, but also slightly competing with one another at all times. I like that notion. A lot of games are adopting that. It's very fire. So, yeah, basically, if you want to play a fun family based game, you may need a switch. You may need a switch if y'all just want a good time. Age range don't matter. Active range don't matter. Price might, but I don't know. It don't matter. It it don't it don't it don't matter. Nintendo might be the one if you got a if you got a household that just wants simple cooperative games. I want to take the co-op conversation to kind of branch off that notion of what does it look like for couch co-op, split screen experiences, everyone's in the same space, kind of getting crazy. There's there's a there's a side scroller everyone's on the camera and if one person goes too far to the left or right of the screen it pulls everybody with them kind of notion of gaming in co-op that i think there's just so many different games that have played with that concept um i want to stop go back on the nes bro my dad I, i'll never forget my dad got the nes and it's in a box somewhere in his garage right now and he's got working duck hunt gun like he like crazy like he's going crazy and i remember playing river city ransom with this man bro playing contra with this man bro these are games where the side scrolling notion it always feels retro to me i don't know if that still seems feels the same as uh to you but like when the screen moves left to right and that's where you progress to your objective and you and the homies is just trying to survive shooting guns or beating the crap out of people that notion never gets old you see it come back in games like scott pilgrim scott pilgrim is fire bro oh my gosh me and the boy yo steven and i we used to shout out steve we used to run it bro i used to be in there like ting, 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 just popping those making coins fly out their mouth just going crazy in that game love that bro love that that aspect of co-op games introduces a very interesting dynamic for the gamers sitting in the same room with one another and it's frustration oh yeah because i'll tell you what bro when you're trying to grab something on the left side of the screen, because the, it always will prioritize whoever's moving forward, whoever's going to the right. So when you're trying to grab something on the left side and you're being dragged away from what you want to do because there's somebody in your party that just wants to continue forward. Ooh, shout out Javian. Shout out my little bro. Yeah, he be wilding. Relax. Just relax. But I'm the same kind of guy too sometimes. I got to tell myself to chill. I'm like, yo, bro, you moving too slow. And and I'm the completionist. I'm grabbing every item before we move on to the next side of the map. You know how it is? So when you, and that's the fun because you get so many different gamer dynamics in the room together to function together. Sometimes it's destined not to work and we're going to have more games that resemble that as we move on, bro. But to, to speak to the side-scroller cooperative gaming experience, one game that has taken the world by storm, gotten DLCs, gotten a TV show just because of how popular and artistically creative that that game is, Cuphead. Oof. Bro, I was going to say that today. You talking about frustration. Frustration, but fun. So fun. Cuphead is ridiculous. It's like Mario, but like you get the power to do more than just stomp on your enemies' heads. You got the finger guns that, bing, 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 but it has this arcadey vibe that's just so creative that if 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 you're, I would say maybe Cuphead might be a little bit more difficult for people maybe thirteen and under. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you a teenager, experienced with the controller, or however you may be playing the game. You could play Cuphead and you could play online depending on what version of the game you got. If you're on PlayStation, you could always do your screen share, share play, drop in. That joint is wild. Very wild. It's a fun time, but you you better be ready to be yelling at your friends on that side scroller. That's facts. I mean, what I also like about it also is just the, again, art style, bro. I, I'm big on these. They got that 1930s retro look, you know, and even the concept, you know, these two have made a deal with the devil. 
you know and so there's a lot of like overcoming that the two characters have to do with one another and that's what i like about co-op games too those games are the type of game where it doesn't feel like your story is individual your story is the same story together even though you play as different characters i like when they do that mario and luigi type concept um and yeah bro game is mad fun very frustrating a lot a lot of i don't want to do this again but let's get back in there you know another game that's frustrating i want to shout out because my wife and i we actually like playing this game together rayman rayman legends i love that game i love platformers platformers that are cooperative in that side-scrolling world where you guys have to move quickly to the right side of the screen so it's not about who's moving too fast it's about who's moving too slow we got to keep it moving and grooving you know and, and again another notion that mario kind of set the scene for but love that game and, and love the uh the platforming aspect of it um and before we hop out of this kind of a side scroller concept unless you have another one i also want to shout out trine i want to shout out trine one two three four they've made five of these joints i'm pretty sure it's a it's a it's a for those who don't know puzzle game where each co-op player is three player co-op three player co-op is not common it's usually four or two it's usually even numbers but here you play as three characters uh it's like a mage wizard kind of character kind of like a rogue archer kind of character and like a soldier and when you play that game you have to work together because the soldier can do specific things that only he can do. He has a, sh a shield that he can maneuver. The wizard can cast certain spells that can change the way the puzzle gets solved. The rogue got the arrow that can shoot things and make things move. So you really have to get cooperative, communicate, work together. Love that game, bro. Shout outs to, to Trine and the fact that it's long lasting. If you're looking for a fun game to jump into a co-op puzzle type of world, you like mind games. That's a good one to try. Yeah, man. You know, one last side scroller that I do want to talk about is Castle Crashers. I love Castle Crashers. It's been maybe a decade since I've played it. It's fun. It's fun. Those are the type of examples where you don't need to be to the left to go grab it. You just got to keep it pushing, bro. You got to keep it going because your enemies are in front of you. Your boss battles in front of you. And the thing about all the games that we've mentioned so far, maybe aside from Cuphead, because Cuphead likes to throw stuff at you just because it's hard. These are simple games. You know, They're, they don't require you to know the controller like that. You just got to hit the attack button and the dodge button. That's it. It's simple. Left and right. You don't got to aim, fire, dodge, weave, counter, none of that. You could pick this up right now if you've never played a video game and maybe within 20 minutes have it locked down and just push forward. Cuphead, I would say know your controller because you're not going to have time to look down. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's intense. It's intense. But yeah, Castle Crashers is a great time also. Um, but, you know, you brought up Platformer earlier and I want to mention something very small and very simple. When I was at your crib last week, you, you know, we hopped onto the Xbox and we played this shit. We had to, right? N plus. Yeah, classic. Woo, shout out to Isa. I don't even know how to explain it, bro. If you want to do levels together cooperatively, you can. If you want to go against each other but still have to work with the same screen and the shaking of one person's screen affecting yours, it's there, bro. Essentially, you a ninja parkour dude on a 2D map that you just got to make it to the door. but. There's lasers in your way, bombs in your way, robots in your way that you can't fight back. You just got to run and jump and jump and jump and blow up. Sometimes you got to press the button so that the other door on the other side opens up. So you got to go do that. Yeah. And you can have just two people. You got three people. You have four people. And the more people you have, the more hectic it gets. And those are other. Hey, listen, that's actually a great transition. There, there are a lot of those hectic co-op games I think I think you probably have a couple on your list, hectic co-op games that people got to try as the one-on-one. Any off the top of your dome that you could think of that when it comes to games that get mad and get crazy and get wild, not just difficult, but actually require coordination as a team. Played up. Mm, talk it, talk about, yo, talk your shit, bro. Go. Played up, you know, I'm just going to say that because we got the console versions of the game dropping. In about a month, somewhere within the next month, it's going to be dropping. It's on Steam right now. You run a restaurant with your friends. It's fun. But you control the chaos. If it's chaotic, it's because maybe you messed up somewhere along the line. So I want to take the conversation away from Played Up to the real chaos. 
that you don't have control over. You just need to adapt with your co-op buddies. Overcooked. Overcooked one and two. Woo! The all-you-can-eat edition. Go pick that up if you want both games. Essentially, you got to run a kitchen, but sometimes your kitchen's on a pirate ship that will have waves knock ingredients from one side of the kitchen to the other. Yeah. And you got to run into them while someone else is cooking the food, making sure it's not burnt. Someone else is chopping up the meat. Oh, no, we ran out of dishes to put the fuels on. So now someone needs to go wash the dishes. And now my customer walked away and now my orders are screwed up. Overcooked, you could play this. Couch co-op, you could play them online. It depends on what version of the game you get. Four players. They even have some eight-player modes that we're okay counting here because the focus is on your cooperative experience. You're not Your goal isn't killing the other team. It's working together better than the other team. Yeah, cooperation. So you can be the best at Overcooked, but if your teammate sucks, if you're not keeping each other accountable, you ain't going anywhere. I just seen many feelings hurt over this game. I just seen curses be thrown out, you know, and it's all about, that's a game you got to have somebody you got good communication with that you play with, you know, like my, my sister and my little brother came into town with the fan for Thanksgiving last year and we stayed up till 2 a.m., 3 a.m. running it. Somewhere around like 1.30, my little brother, he wasn't trying to be coordinated or communicative anymore. So we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. turn your control off, bro. Turn your control. And, and my sister and I had to go. And we trying to get three stars on every chant challenge. Right. Because if you get if you get two stars, did you even really pass? Did you win the game? Right. You didn't really play it. You got to get a completionist, bro. Shout out to my boy Thomas. That was He was the first uh, co-op partner I found in that game and Overcooked. And we just would go for like four or five hours just going, cooking. Ah, right, yeah, you get the sushi. All right, I get the place. Ah, right, yeah, now watch out for that ice block. That's about to, ah, right. we was going crazy, bro. And another one we got to shout out to is, you know, someone brilliant saw what Overcook was doing and said, oh, we could take that same mayhem and that hectic nature and bring it to the concept of moving. So there is a game called Moving Out. There's one and two where you and up to three friends have to work together to as quick as possible move objects out of houses into a moving truck. But there's so many complexities. It's, it's some items like refrigerators or couches or beds need two people to move. So you guys got to communicate on who's going to move through the door first. Not only that, you can throw the things that you're holding, but in order to throw it, you have to do it at the same time so that the thing that you're going to throw swings and you have to let go when the, the color pops up on the object. It takes a lot of communication, figuring out what you're going to do with small objects, how you're going to fit it all into the truck. They think of all these things knowing it's going to press the group that's cooperatively trying to work together. Such a great game. Moving out. Moving out one and two. And and the things that we're speaking about here it falls into some of the categories as to why I love video games. And as someone who thinks about stuff a little bit deeper, you know, I'm a psychology bachelor's degree graduate, right? And so I think about developmental-wise, are video games beneficial or not? Because this is a conversation that has been had forever, right? When you look at cooperative gaming, what are you seeing, Right? You're seeing skills being developed, communication patterns, right? I've said you need to have good communication with your teammates. You need to sit down during some of these games and understand yelling at each other, it ain't going to do the trick. Calmness. I mean, I'm still going to keep yelling, but facts. Of course, of course. But it gets to the point where sometimes you don't even need to communicate because you've done all the communication already. Then it just becomes trust. I trust you. To keep pushing on with your job. I'm, I'm going to drop this off right here. I don't need to tell you I'm dropping this tomato on this counter. Because you going to know that I did my job. You going to come pick it up, slice it up, and put it somewhere else that you'll know I go grab it to later. So the developmental skills of these cooperative games is fun. That's why I think some of your early video game experiences should be cooperative game. And it probably is. I think it probably is. Maybe not for everyone. Maybe it's just COD. Maybe that's the competitive thing is all you've ever experienced. Maybe you just play sport games. You know, even then, those games have places where you can get cooperative. COD has levels where you can get cooperative. 2K has blacktop where you could just have 2v2 and you and your boy can school the AI or school some other folks cooperatively. You know, there's there's so many places where I think gaming is at its best in a co-op sense. I agree. But for your chaotic nature, Ivy, I got one more game that I want to really dive into real quick. You know, uh, everybody knows about gang beasts, it feels like, right? 
But there's a game from the same developers of Gang Beasts that is more focused on cooperative play rather than 1v1s or 8v8s or whatever. It's called Human Fall Flat. You eight people, you can hop into a level designed beautifully for what the game's art style is. You just got to make it to the end. But there's so many different ways to get to the end that y'all got to work together. Yeah, you could play the game alone, but it's so much more chaotic because, you know, you got the troll in your friend group that's going to try to make it harder for everyone. You got the one guy who's going to try to just crawl out of bounds and get to the area. You got the people that will pull the train. You got the other people cutting down the trees. Human Fall Flat is just a stupid fun time. You can finish the world in five minutes or five hours. And yeah, I recommend it. There's a lot of levels to keep you entertained. And I've played it with four people. I've played it with two people. I've played it with just one other person. And the way you go about solving different things is different each time you go in because eight people will be able to knock a wall down better than two. If you want a fun time, just make sure you're playing with people that aren't going to get hurt, that aren't aren't going to be tearing up just because someone told them to get the F off my station. Yeah, yeah, you can't be soft. You got to get together. Let's dive into some of the more simple-natured cooperative gaming where you and someone else are sitting down just to get an objective done. One-on-one, it's just you and a partner, whether it be your best friend, your girlfriend, your wife your husband, whoever. And I'm going to start this conversation with a series of games that I know I've played. I know what you, I got them right here on my list. It's the last one on my list. I bet you, I don't even have to guess it. I know what you're about to say. Just say it. The We Were Here franchise. Big facts. There's four main games and a smaller side game in this franchise. And the purpose of this game is number one online. So you, you will not be playing this with someone sitting on your couch. This has to be done with somebody else online. The purpose of this game is that you and your friend utilize the in-game voice chat feature. Don't be cheating on a PlayStation party or Discord to solve puzzles to get out of a escape room, basically. One person has... All of the, the essentially the recipe book to get the other person out of the escape room. And you have a walkie-talkie. So the thing about walkie-talkies is only one person could speak at once. So if y'all both press that button to talk to each other at the same time, it's just going to be blank, empty noise. You got to really learn, all right, how are we going to do this? When, you, when you're finished speaking, say over. My, my cooperative partner for these games, Austin AI, he... He's always like, over, say over, because I'd be forgetting to say over, bro. I finished my sentence. I feel like if you don't hear me talk for three seconds, you know, sure. But he's like, all right, over. We've played all of these games, bro. You reminded me of that episode of Family Guy with Stewie when he's like, hey, are you going to be coming over? Am I going to be coming what? <laughs> like, it's just really literal over the concept of over. And that's how my boy Terry and I were when we played. We, uh, we were here. It's like, you got to stick to that rule. And really make it happen because communication is key, bro. So key. Yeah, man. It's it's super important, but it's just fun for me to be, I'm locked inside of a castle and I got to press seven symbols on the wall, but there's 40 on the wall. So Austin got the key to tell me, yo, these are the seven you got to press. But he needs me to explain what I'm looking at so that he can read that information back to me. So these games, they range. The first game only takes about an hour and a half to two hours, assuming you guys are good because it could go longer. But they're they're just fun. They're fun, simple puzzle games that you could run back and the puzzles will be kind of different. It'll be faster because you know it more. But the last we were here, maybe like six to eight hours worth of game, you know, we got stuck on one puzzle for like three hours, bro, because... They up, they up the difficulty, right? They made it four games deep. They're not going to have it just be a simple chess match. Nah. Y'all got to work cooperatively. Mad fun. I'll be there for every We Were Here game. They've got me locked in. I don't care how much it costs. You know, you making it bigger and better, I will be there no matter what. They jump from a simple two-hour game to eight to ten hours us going into oceans and going to different sections of a map rather than just one big ass room glorious I'm, I'm very happy for the success of that franchise i highly recommend if you have anybody that you even remotely play with online for more than two days a week 
hop into We Were Here with them. I don't think you'll regret it. Oh, yeah. Not even a little bit. That's like the most, some of the most fun cooperatively I've ever had because of how it forces you. It, it for you really, when you really are taking full advantage of it, it forces you. Um, another game that I really love that forces you to be co-op because the entire game and all of the majority of this developer's games are based to play co-op is a game that took game of the year back in 2021 and it's called It Takes Two. It Takes Two is a beautiful game about marriage, about friendship, about love, about relationships. And the kick, the kick in this in this concept is the game is built much like we were here in the sense that you can't progress in the story until your co-op partner does particular things. Certain mechanics can't be fully utilized unless you have a co-op partner. And this studio, they they build everything on this kind of a concept. Uh, they did have another game prior to this one called A Way Out, where you play as two prisoners that are working together to escape uh, a prison and then try to run from from the law down the lamp, you know. But back to it takes two. It's this emotional story that they tie together in these co-op aspects. So now the co-op aspects have more of a meta feeling because you working together with the person you're playing with. It, it requires connection, communication, and they play into that a lot. So my wife and I actually played through this. I recommend this for the girlfriends and the boyfriends and the husbands and the wives. You know, play it with your spouse, with your partner, with your significant other, uh, because it's fun and it's everything that Willie was saying earlier when it comes to the psychological concept of how co-op gaming can be uh, conducive to relationship. I, I think they really played on that well. And I think it's why it took 2021's game of the year over a lot of champion. Like there were a lot of games that year that could have taken it. I, I, I didn't play it takes two, bro. I had the game. I, I, I had the game, bro. What? And then I had a breakup. So I couldn't play the game. Why was I going to play the game? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah. R.I.P. on that. R.I.P. You can play that with Austin, though. Shout out AI. I'm good on that, bro. I'll play with you, bro. A Way Out introduced the concept that it takes to, I believe, furthered, right? And it's if you guys wanted to, you could play that on the couch together. But what is interesting is their goal to bring back split screen cooperative gaming. And what they did was they said, yo, number one, if you own the game, you can send a friend a copy for free. They download the game. They join you online and your game will still be split screen. You will still be, it would be as if they're sitting right next to you. And a way out, I loved that concept so much because the game, when it goes crazy, when it does things like a high speed chase through a hospital and you guys are in two different areas Y'all are running. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We running. Boom. You're crashing into each other. You see the angles. You got your boy outside, Vincent, running away from the, co- the cops while, the, while Leo is inside, ducking and weaving and punching police officers. But then there's also the other side of a way out where y'all can find in that hospital a, a Connect Four board game and sit there and play Connect Four. Or you could go play Blacktop. Or you could go do this or you could do, go do that. So if you got a friend that you just want to have a fun little prison breakout session with, a way out. It takes two. These are games that Hazelight, they're producing. And they're producing well from, from what I'm hearing. So it's it's lit over there, man. Um, But yeah, bro, let's get into the, the more bigger, grandiose story co-op whether it be two player three player four player co-op experience that doesn't give you just four hours of game but 10 hours 20 hours 50 hours of just you and your boys or girls want to sit down and just go crazy these necessarily aren't the family games you know these are the these are the high intense story you're diving into this world games and i want you know i want to start off where it feels like our co-op experience as IV and Willie was born. I, I would argue that without this franchise of video games, Kuzo-op wouldn't exist. Mm. I probably wouldn't even be a video gamer without this franchise. Yeah. Gears of War. Gears of War. I was at your crib two weeks ago or last week, like I said, and 
I made a statement when we put on Gears 5 to just mess around with, right? I don't think I've ever played a Gears of War campaign alone. You can. It's actually very easy to. But I think I've always just preferred to do those games co-op. The first two are duo players. Gears 3 introduced four-player co-op. Gears 4 introduced it back to two. Then Gears 5 introduced three. It's just so interesting that this, this franchise of games included that starting in 2006. I love those campaigns and it's so awesome to be able to do them in split screen or online. We ran all of them in split screen. You know, we had that pack 2011. We were sitting in your crib, then my crib running that shit split screen. Yeah. That's one of the things that we've agreed on. We've agreed. We'll never play a campaign. As soon as we hear that a game is coming out when this gear six announcement comes out, cause we've been waiting for freaking how long we've been waiting. We've been waiting like five, five years. years. Yeah. Five years. When that announcement comes out, Willie's copping his tickets, and he's flying back over here, and we're going to sit, and we get it all done in, in, his, in one sitting if we can, in one weekend sitting. So if it's a 12 to 16-hour campaign, we're going to sit there, and we're going to go for 12, 16 hours. And that's our pact, and I think it's crafted and built on experiences that that Epic Games understands how to make, right? Epic Games was the one that started this concept and then when they, they they sold it or they passed it on to the coalition, the coalition has kind of had to honor that. And and I'm not I'm not saying that they've done that well or 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 terribly. I, I don't know. I'll hold my tongue on that for now. But when it comes to the concept of co-op, man, Gears of War 2 is really the one where it slapped the most. That's that's the one where I can remember it's not just the campaign. The campaign is a special thing in itself. And you're playing as characters within the campaign that makes sense story-wise. You're not just playing as Marcus as the main character and then like a bot of Marcus, like some of these games. Um, you're playing as Marcus and you're playing as Dom. And that's their best friends, their best buds, and they, they lead together this unit. So the investment from both characters is there because you start to feel for these characters, you know? Um but outside of the story, the game was always set up to be played cooperatively. We we the, some of the most fun I've had in Gears of War is just running a match, me and Willie, Willie and I, on River Gears Two against the hardest bots possible. Just us two, three other bots, and then we going against some of the craziest advanced level bots possible just trying to get our weight up you know what i mean trying to get crazy and it was just so fun we'd run it and run it again and run it again and run it again and run it again and it was a co-op experience that they left us the tools to craft for ourselves and that is what epic games is very good at very very good at so i'm i'm forever grateful for gears in a co-op sense Gears 2 had it. Then Gears 3, they started going stupid with horde mode. Stupid with horde mode. The concept of a tower defense notion. Oh, I'm going to put this contraption up to help us hold out longer. You know, zombies had been out there going crazy already, but Gears took it and put its own unique spin on it. And it was very fire. Very fire. Um, I believe Gears 2 had horde, but I feel like Gears 3 is where horde was perfected. Because of the different towers, you can upgrade that area. And then when you feel comfortable, you expand. You open up different towers. The enemies get harder. Beating those 50 waves of Horde, which you and your four other friends back in the day, it was usually just me and two other people, three other people. That joint was, was fun. You felt like you earned it, right? But since you brought up the concept of zombies, bro, Call of Duty, not in its multiplayer, but in zombies mode, some of my favorite cooperative experience in gaming and in the history of gaming. Hopping onto Buried and trying to last five hours. Hopping on a Die Rise. Mob of the Dead. Black Ops 2 is my favorite zombies experience. I know some people differ, but for me, it's Black Ops 2. I miss it because this year's zombies or 2023 zombies, you know, that joint is ass. What that that it took the co-op nature and it put it in the toilet, and then they plungered it and they pulled that plunger out. And you know that water that falls out of the plunger after 
that joint that's on the floor, that's what that's what zombies this year feels like. The water that came off the plunger that's on the floor in your bathroom. That's what that joint feels like. <laughs> you you're terrible, bro. You're terrible. Zombies from Call of Duty is is glorious. Glorious. W Treyarch because Sledge and whoever else, they don't know what they're doing, bro. Yeah, man. I think um my favorite zombies memory that I have from Call of Duty is is playing five. Is is playing five on um I'm pretty sure that was what was that Black Ops, right? Black Ops One. I think it was Black Ops One, um, and I and I remember it because <laughs> in that in that you playing four player co op as all these different presidents, you know, former presidents of the United States, and you're in. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the Pentagon, if I'm not mistaken, or some government building secret boardroom that you start off in in this all like a, little a bunker, bunker yeah. yeah. And what was cool was there there's a a point in the game when this phantom like creature would pop up and uh, we all had different nicknames for him. Something I'm not going to put online right now, but we, we used to call him Henry and Henry would come out. And if he grabs you, then he would take all your guns and he would just like teleport you to some random spot somewhere on the map. And then you're just stranded. So if the zombies start clapping you, you're just sick. You got nothing. You asking for the gang to help you out. And it used to scare the crap out of us, but to be scared together was so fun. And that's also part of why zombies is great. There are some eerie moments in zombies where it's you're overwhelmed by a crowd or they add some special mechanic. I remember when the demon dogs came out in Black Ops 2, I was like, yo, this is different. I, I don't know how I feel about this. Love it. And then they also had those puzzles, overarching stories. Everybody remembers the bus, bro. Everyone remembers the bus. Going in the and the, and trying to put the pieces together in the hay in the hay field. Ooh, they went the cornfield crazy. Zombies has always had that co-op flair. I do feel like it's lost it. I don't like these new zombies. Me personally, I think they've just become grind fest. They've gotten very far away from what made zombies special back in the day. But it is what it is. Another thing I want to mention, unless you have more to say about zombies, is my favorite thing that cooperatively Call of Duty has done is those Modern Warfare 2 Spec Ops missions, bro. Those Spec Ops missions, for those who don't remember, I'm not talking about that BS where you're getting insanely hard missions from this latest installation of Modern Warfare where they had some Spec Ops-ish. I'm talking about the OG where there were, there were, I think it was like 20, 25 mini missions that you and a co-op partner got to go through to test your different skills. Everything from Overwatch, where one of the co-op partners is coming from the air in a warship, shooting at enemies, and the other is running on land, trying to use that cover to get to the objective. Mad fun or evasion when you're in a snowy field and you both have silent sniper rifles, M21 EBRs, and you're just ting, ting, shooting dogs, patrol guards, just trying to get to the objective. They have so many different co-op ways that they challenge you and i love that man i wish that call of duty hadn't lost that heart and its grandiosity um but it is what it is man you take what you can get those are forever solidified in my memory love that co-op experience yeah bro you know uh shout outs to aiden aka schwarto uh him and i maybe last year we ran through the spec ops like mw2 missions and the, the the specific spec op on favela that shit on veteran is some of the most infuriating gaming experience i've ever had because it's just hard yeah bro well kind of moving on from call of duty i, I want to stop and put some respect on a development studio that i think is we've already talked about a couple of their games tonight just dance raymond legends ubisoft or some call it Ubisoft, whatever. If you think that Ubisoft, Ubisoft hasn't made its mark on gaming, especially in the co-op space, then Ubisoft. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? You're soft, okay? Because games like, and if we're talking about size, Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs 2, Watch Dogs Legion, Far Cries, all of them, th from four, five, six, Co-op, especially four. Four was when they initiate. They initially put co-op in there. Crazy. The divisions, the division two. These are all PV, well, especially division PVE experiences or specifically co-op moments where you're going through a story together with a friend. And I love that Ubisoft likes to see players play together. 
They're lazy in the way they craft their differences in games. Go to this tower, take out all of the enemies. Yes, that's boring, right? But you know what's wild? What's not boring is if you're playing with one type of person, they might coordinate with you. So when you're in Watch Dogs 2, y'all are smoothly tick, 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 knocking people out and staying completely on the low with it. Me and Steven, though, one of us gets impatient. We shoot the wrong guy. It says your teammate's been found. Now we get into a gunfight. The experiences differ based on how you cooperatively play. And that is something that I love about Ubisoft games. Same with Division. I think it's there's it's breathtaking to go through what feels like a one-to-one recreation of Washington, D.C. with your boys. And you just, ding, ding, bro, we are in a museum right now. Just ding, 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 going crazy. What? They know what they're doing cooperatively, bro. I got to put some respect on their name. What about you, bro? Is there Ubisoft games that co-op memories that you have? Well, Division 1, it's so easy to just, yo, bro, I need help on 30th. So my boy from 50th, right? Q on 50th Street. He don't need to question which way 30th Street is. He knows where to go. Yo, MSG, I'm right outside. We going to MSG, bro. I'm in Chinatown. They got me. We in Chinatown, bro. Besides that, the, the the something I wish Ubisoft would attempt in a full-blown massive scale, we've only seen a taste of it from Assassin's Creed Unity. We need a full-blown cooperative story Assassin's Creed experience, bro. Because running through the heist missions in Assassin's Creed Unity were mad fun. You got four chests on the map. You got three friends that are also assassins. All right, we all go hand it differently. Oh, shit. You accidentally threw a cherry bomb down instead of a smoke bomb. Now all the guards are on him. Well, now all the guards aren't on this side of the building. So two of y'all going over there. You do the whistle down the block. Someone will grab him through the window. The other guy will get shanked through the closet. Mad fun to be able to experience that. We've lost the art of stealth cooperative games throughout the years, right? Now it's all big explosions in Gears of War, all respect to Gears of War, it's all story-focused, 1v1 emotional experiences like It Takes Two, but what what happened to the stealth co-op? What happened to those fun times that we've missed out on? Something that you and I recently had a, an experience with playing while I was in Texas. Exactly. And and this is, you're, you're, you're alleying up the oop perfectly, bro. This has got to be my favorite co-op experience I've ever had, period, in my in my time as a gamer. Hear me loud and clear. If you're a Ubisoft representative, if you're listening to Kuzawap on this fair day today, where is Splinter Cell? Bring back Splinter Cell. We all want Sam Fisher. No, no one, no one is, come on, bro. No one is is doubting the need for a Splinter Cell game to be done well and done right in 2024. We all want it. We've heard the whispers. We've seen the logo. Stop showing me the third echelon three circles in certain moments and then leaving me hanging out to dry for like two, three years. And don't come at me with no Blacklist either. Blacklist was cool, but it was more in that camp of what Willie's saying when it's like you're getting more action-y than you're getting stealthy. I need that splinter cell conviction stealth. I need that I'm in the dark, and when I'm in the dark, the whole screen is black and white. I need that I just marked an enemy across the room. My boy saw the mark. He marked one that's next to me. We pressed the Y button and dual executed. I shot the guy over there. He shot the guy over here. Now we running up on these other dudes. Snap this dude's neck. Jump into the shadows. Throw a decoy grenade over there. Now they think the gunfire coming from over that direction. I'm running to the objective, getting it complete. Now we're not even trying to kill everybody in the room. We just trying to get in and out with as little friction as possible. Give me that option, that choice. This is where I have to pause and say games like Ghost of Tsushima understand that concept and give you an opportunity to try to play games like that if you want. There are games out there that kind of tip their hat to what Splinter Cell can do, but I think that there's a big opening and a big opportunity for Ubisoft to come out and do something in that area. If they do it with Assassins, that's cool too, but all it's going to make me say is, okay, if you did it with Assassins, do it with Splinter Cell. And then vice versa. If you do it with Splinter Cell, bring it into assassins 
this is something that's a necessity, bro, from a co-op place. Sorry, I'm off my soapbox, but Splinter Cell Conviction, one of my favorite video games of all time. And when Willie came through the other night and he was like, bro, what is this? Why is this so far? Why are we spinning up an Xbox 360 game and it's stomping out experientially a lot of what co-op looks like right now? It's because, bro, Ubisoft has some bangers. They really do. They really do. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so let's take it to a franchise for the most part that has remained co- cooperative, uh, you know, experiences that we're going to actually have an episode on later this year. So this isn't going to be a, a long conversation. Borderlands might be one of the greatest examples of modern co-op that I've ever seen from Borderlands 2. I think that's how you do cooperative gaming for a story game. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I said, we'll be diving deeper into that later, but if you and your friends just want some fun, explosion, action-y first person, and I don't like first person games like that, but I didn't mind it here. There's there's what four games out for you right now to get into that you guys could all hop on together and play, whether it be two of you, three of you, four of you. Borderlands, why not? Yeah. If I if I had this, you know, as as this is a getting into co-op, kind of like what what does co-op look like? I would really recommend going into Borderlands 2 and then playing Borderlands the pre-sequel. I think I think those two are some of the stronger installations in the series. Um there are some other unique ones that are cool, but man, the story in Borderlands 2 is a great story and the villain Handsome Jack is one of my favorite video game antagonists of all time hands down. Um so and this is what's fun. Again, we kind of tip our hat to this notion of co-opetition, which you can select from the beginning. And, 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 and Gearbox knows that loot is a big part of the entirety of Borderlands. The guns you get get more and more bodacious and crazy and wild and they shoot elemental damage and they can bounce bullets off of the walls. And some guns, you could throw them after you reload them and then they run on their own and keep shooting people. Like anything you can think of, but they put this notion of co-opetition where if you guys find a fire gun because you kill a crazy bad guy or you explore the wild cavern, the first person to that gun gets the gun. Everybody else gets dust. <laughs> they get nothing. So you could be cooperative in the sense of, ah, we got the, I got the gun last time. You could take it this time. Or ah, I'm more of a sniper. So you, you, this is an AR. You could take that. Or you could just be like, F all y'all. I'm taking all the cool guns. Or you can play it in a way where everyone gets the same gun. So they really, again, give you a lot of options on how you want to play. That's some of the best parts of why Borderlands is special. I'm looking forward to having that episode later on this year as the movie installation comes out. I'm not I'm not the most positive about that adaptation, but it's still a W for the gamers. You know what I mean? Um, but moving on from Borderlands, there's, there's an experience, uh, survival experience that i feel like we haven't talked about much it's different than zombies it's the concept of trying to actually survive starting with nothing in a game and having to craft with the gang how you're going to survive cooperatively and we all know mojang they set the they set the freaking bar high with minecraft one of the greatest games of all time I'm going to just tee you off, bro. I know I know how many hours you have put into these particular types of games. What do you love about them cooperatively? So number one, Minecraft. Everybody going to do something different, bro. And I started playing Minecraft. My first Minecraft experience comes from you, number one. You gave me, you gave me $20 on my 12th birthday. You said, bro, we were sitting in Applebee's near my house. You said, go down the block. We were out to dinner. Go buy a $20 Xbox gift card. And you're going to go home today and you're going to buy Minecraft that just dropped on my birthday. I know that's dropping what my birthday is. But in 2012, go get this shit. I went back to history, bro. You pull up with your friends and you're like, all right, we need to we need to figure this out. How are we going to survive? My hunger bar is going down. The zombies are out. The skeletons are out. All right. Will, you on house duty because you an interior decorator and you like making shit look nice. You build the house. 
AI, you the farmer, get you, get you, get you ready. You need, we need plants, we need milk buckets, we need cows and pigs. Q, you go into mines, you get the materials to build everything. We're working together, we're creating a system. It's just fun because Minecraft to me means so many things. It can be a way to survive or a way to create. Some people got creativity inside them. Yako work together to create kingdoms or Gotham City, like me and Austin and Q used to sit down and do, make Gotham City just because we love the Batman or map art, something I've been getting into a little bit recently when I'm just sitting down bored. I just put on a movie on one screen and just place blocks in a certain pattern that somehow makes Jim Carrey's Grinch appear on my screen, right? How does that happen cooperatively? Because we got someone getting me the materials and I'm making it happen. Minecraft is just a glorious experience. There's so many other things you can do in Minecraft. It'd be hard to speak about it all in two minutes. Stardew Valley, maybe less of a survival experience, but you got to make money on the farm because your grandpa left you to farm as he passed away. And now you're meeting all these people and you can create a world with up to three friends. Shout out Abe, Steph, and Tyson. We out here, we run in a farm for almost five years in game now. But you could also, like you said earlier, make it a bit of a competition. You could have separate bank accounts where, oh, shoot, I don't have enough money to buy seeds, but Arrow does. Yo, Arrow, you got any money for seeds? Nah, F you. Oh, okay. I see how it is. Stardew Valley is just mad fun because you guys are all meant to work together. You have an energy bar. So you you only have so much energy throughout the day. So I'm planting, I'm watering. By the time I'm done farming for the day, I have nothing else to do. I can't do anything, but Abe has been fishing for 10 minutes. So he got our money for the day. He made our money back. Steph progressed deeper into the mines. So now we're getting better materials. Tyson, I don't know what Tyson really be doing, but Tyson did whatever he needed to do on the game for that day. He cut down some trees. Bird ass bitch. Stardew Valley is so much fun. It's so peaceful. Play it alone. I know this is a getting into co-op episode, but if you have friends that y'all are stressed about work and school, the soundtrack of Stardew Valley alone is enough of a vibe to just make you relax. There's so many other games to talk about, but what we're hoping to do here is give you some ideas. We've given you family games. We've given you cooperative solo games to experience with someone really important in your life. We've given you puzzle games. We've given you super big story games. Just try it. If you are someone who's older and you have some kids, sit down and play some games with them. It could be a cool time. Look into what co-op is. If you're a teenager that's tired of Call of Duty and 2K, here are some options that you and your friends could play together. If you got some people at your crib, you could pull out that Overcooked that played up. Something else we didn't talk about, the Jackbox games. Yeah, man, I think I think you have more than enough. And yet I think it's it's worth it as we're at the end of the episode here. It's the season finale. Let's just hit them with some honorable mentions. Any games that slip through the cracks that you want to recommend? I got like four or five. I'm gonna hit them fast. One, Red Dead Redemption one on Xbox 360's online was a PVE experience where the gang and I would ride out on horses and then pull up to enemy out outlaw camps and just headshot dudes and get the best guns and do little missions here and there. And I just love that experience on Xbox 360. Honestly, any game on Xbox 360 was crazy on a co-op, but this, this, I just want to, I just want to tip my hat to that. Another one is left for dead on Xbox 360. Left for dead was one of those games that changed, changed the zombie games forever. You know what I mean? It was one of the biggest PC and Xbox games of all time at some point um and so left for dead definitely can't you can't say co-op without talking left for dead i don't know how we did that another one that just came out back in 2022 maybe 2021 if i'm not mistaken it's called the ascent top-down game in a cyberpunk sense you and one co-op partner can go through a whole story of just kind of rising in a cyberpunk world from being this gunky dude who works in the sewers to one of the top dudes in this entire like world and um I wish the performance on the game was better, but the story is beautiful. The art is amazing. And that co-op sense is very much present. So definitely recommend that wherever you game. Back in the day, my little sister and I used to play a game called My Street on PlayStation 2. And they had little co-op games where you play mini games. 
just little things like marbles or a game that felt like uh, Dr. Mario with kind of like a Tetrisy type of game or volleyball or uh, or go-kart racing. Just games like that where there are little small games where you could test your skill like a Wii game, like Wii Sports does. That was one of those games that marked us. So I wanted to tip my hat to that. And then last but not least, this has got to be one of my favorite top three co-op experiences I've ever played. There's a little gaming studio called Ska Studios. And these days they're known for making side scroller games that feel like Dark Souls, where it's very hard to fight the enemy you're playing as. All of their games are cooperative, but there's a game that they had on Xbox 360 called The Dishwasher Vampire Smile. Bro, I just looked this up today in honor of getting ready for this episode. And I realized that the game is 10 bucks on Steam and you can play it on your Mac. So I copped it immediately. And when I tell you right now, when we log out, I'm going to go play that. I'm not joking with you, bro. Fire side scroller combat game, insane combat, insane combos, air combos, ground combos, wild blood all over the place. And it's all co-op. You and your boy are just chefing cats up in that game. The dishwasher vampire smile. Great game. Those are my honorable mentions. I'll pass it back over to you. What you got for me, Arrow? So number one, a game that I don't have much experience with, but I know that some people do. And so it, it would feel like a crime if I didn't mention um, Portal. Portal 2. I can't say I have a huge attachment to it, but there's some do. One game that I do have a huge attachment to, uh, Dying Light. Great co-op experience. Of course, man. Especially that second one. I disagree with you, but that's a conversation for another day. Dying Light 1, that's peak. Dying Light 2, eh. Dead Island, same way. Dead Island, is it the greatest game? No, but it's still fun to dive into with friends. Some of these games that are like a five at best are only enhanced by co-op experience. Superhero co-op games is not something that has been popular in modern gaming. We lost a lot of that Marvel's Ultimate Alliance back in the 2000s. So, some co-op games. We have Gotham Knights, a game that goes back and forth on whether or not people enjoy it or not. I think it was a very fun co-op experience. I thought the characters were very interesting and fun, and it was a fun time to be able to team up with your friend as one of Batman's sidekicks and stealthily take out a room of enemies together and stuff. And tomorrow we've got the release of suicide squad kills the justice league, which is a co-op experience for you and up to three friends that you could play online. All I know is those are some more newer fun games that are a co-op experience. Another company I wish to mention as my final honorable mention here today is Supermassive Games. They are famously known for making Until Dawn. They, after making Until Dawn, released a story of four games called the Dark Picture Anthology Games, as well as a game called The Quarry. And in these games, there are abilities for you to pick up different characters they all come with like four to eight characters and you could play cooperatively where your friend will control half of them you'll control half of them and so your friend's choices will kill one of your characters or you can kill one of your friend's characters not competitively because y'all are making choices these are choice-based games that allow you to pick up a controller and say oh i'm gonna grab this gun for later and then when your boy iv gets it after arrow took the gun iv goes to get the gun and the gun's not there because arrow's character took it on his time to play so those are fun games if you want to dive into it telltale experimented with things like this with a voting system trying to make their games more friendly for co-op but supermassive has done a pretty okay job incorporating the ability to Either play it with a group of eight people in the same room or play with one other person and you guys are playing the story at the same time rather than just passing the control over. Yeah, man. There's so many different ways that you can cooperatively play right now. If you have an Xbox Game Pass or a PlayStation Plus Pass, there are so many games that come with that membership right now that you can jump into cooperatively. It's funny because there are often moments where my friends and I looking at our system like what is there to play i feel like i have nothing to play there's always something to play though it's all about do you have an open mind to jump in and hopefully through this episode you've heard a couple of different interesting stories concepts 
things cooperatively that you'd be interested in jumping into. Maybe you've got a friend or a family member you could do that with. We we just hope that, as always, Cuzzlewop is a place that throws gas on a fire of interest in entertainment, interest in movies and TV, but of course also in video games. We wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for video games, if it wasn't for the cooperative experience of Gears 2 shooting boss in the head on River. We just wouldn't. And so we thank you. We thank you for listening, not just to this episode as we've gone through all this co-op content, but every episode this year. If you're somebody who's stuck around from episode one, let us know in the comment on YouTube. Hit us up individually, personally, if you have our numbers on Discord, whatever you got to do. Hit us up and let us know. We're grateful for a great year of 52 episodes going through all of this content in the world. We're excited to do it all over again this year in 2024. So stay tuned for a very special episode next week. Got something coming, especially for our YouTube gang. Stay tuned. You know what I mean? And it's worth knowing going forward as we start season two, episode one of Kazawak. We are going to move our episodes to Fridays at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So stay tuned. You can catch us always Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and of course, YouTube. And we're looking forward to, again, another year of diving into what you know you'll always find every time you hop into an episode of Kazawa. You'll find two cousins, one podcast, and endless entertainment. Deuces. Deuces.